0: Happy 4th of July, guys. CJ Pearson here, and I hope you guys are doing absolutely well. I hope you guys are having a very, very relaxing 4th of July weekend. It has been a great one for me, and I think there's just so much to celebrate right now, right? Like, every single day, it seems like the media, the left, the Democrats, they're always trying to teach us or tell us all the reasons that we should be ashamed to be an American all the reason we should be disappointed in the country in which we live Um, but the reality of it is guys i've been listening to literally patriotic music all day long i've been jamming out because guys this is the greatest country in the world and people that don't believe that notice that they are the last people to want to leave they're still here enjoying all of the luxuries of being an American enjoying all the luxuries we have. Great song, by the way. I know you guys know it. Um, Enjoying all the luxuries of being an American, all the freedoms we enjoy. And they love to talk shit about this country, but notice they will never, ever get their behinds on a bus and leave. They're not getting on a flight, they're not getting on a bus, and they're certainly not getting on any boats. Because these people are all talk. All the people that said that you know, as soon as Donald Trump got elected, they were leaving America. Where are they at? Still right here in the United States. Still right here in the United States. And I've got to say, I'm kind of mad about that because I was looking forward to a lot of these people leaving. Whoopi Goldberg, like, it is absolutely insane. Why is she still here? Why is she still here? Uh, what's the other one? Rosie O'Donnell? Uh, you know, all these people, they were talking all of this crap all throughout the election. They were like, we're going to leave. We're going to leave. We're going to leave. But where are they still today? Unfortunately for us, still right here complaining and moaning and, and giving you all the reasons that you should be ashamed of this country while they continue to rake in the benefits that are uniquely because of the fact that they are American citizens. You know, And, and, and I speak to this personally because at the end of the day, oftentimes you have people who, who go out of their way to tell people of color why they should be ashamed of America. Or why America has failed them? They talk about how our, our our country was founded upon racism and white supremacy and all of these things, and yet they make it seem as if like America is some irredeemable place that that we should never be proud of. And I've got to say, is that it just it, it, it's absurd because it's not actually reflective of reality. This country has given so much to me and so much to people that look like me, and it's all about the opportunities that you take advantage of yourself. If you choose to wallow in self-pity and not go out of your way to get anything done or do anything, then yeah, your experience in America may not be the best. You may not think that this is the greatest country in the world, but those who go out to actually, I don't know, take advantage of the luxuries of the, and the liberties that we have and the opportunities that they have in the in, in, in the freest country in the world, those people are winning. You know, and it's always interesting to me, and, and it's it's a little weird and ironic too, that it's oftentimes the most successful and unoppressed black people that like to tell other black people why they're so oppressed, right? It's like LeBron James, it's Oprah Winfrey. It's all these people who have reached the heights, um, the, some of the highest heights that you ever could in America. Uh, and they're telling other people, well, guys, You don't have to try because at the end of the day, even if you try really hard, you're probably still not going to make it because you're black. Like how self-defeating is that? So now that you've gotten all the goods, you got all the benefits of being an American, you don't want other people that look like you to chase those same goals. You want them to look at life through the lens of constantly being a victim, constantly being oppressed, constantly being someone that has to have someone to blame about why they're not where they want to be. Well, it's it's just, number one, it's hypocritical, but also, damn, is it stingy, right? Like, these people have gotten the American dream. They're living, they're thriving, they're living their best life. LeBron James doesn't have a worry in the world. Oprah Winfrey doesn't have a worry in the world. All these professional victims don't have a worry in the world. All these random rappers who, you know want to complain all day long about America. They want to write songs called F Donald Trump, all this stuff. They don't have a worry in the world. They live lives of privilege, of privilege, more privileged lives than many people will ever have the ability to even imagine. But yet somehow, some way, they still find or manufacture a way that creates some type of victimhood for themselves, which is just genuinely very, very confusing to me because it's like, how does this work? How can you have like a actual like star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? How can your net worth be in the top 0.01% in the world, in the country, and yet you still are finding a way to tell people that the life that you're living is so sad, so unfortunate, and so wrong? Like there are people in this country with real issues and real problems, but yet ne- that has never stood in the way of LeBron James telling you all the reasons you should feel bad for him. It's never stood in the way of people like uh, Kamala Harris, who is the first black vice president of the United States telling you all the reasons that she's mistreated by the press because she's a black woman. Well, Kamala, if you think it's hard being a black woman, and getting fair press coverage, oh, I don't want you to ever have to go through what it's like being a black conservative and getting fair press coverage. Because look at how they treat Clarence Thomas. Look how they treat Clarence Thomas. They tried to destroy that man when he went through the confirmation hearings that he went through. And they still try to do it every single day. Now, they're trying to destroy his wife. Destroy his wife for having political activities of her own, for being a patriot, for loving America. And... And 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 they and they are trying to make it seem as if that Ginny Thomas controls Justice Thomas. Now, guys, I think anyone who has eyes or can read or can really read the room in this instance can see that that is textbook racism. The idea that Clarence Thomas, because he's a black man, doesn't think that the way that these leftists and liberals want them to think. That somehow it must mean that he's controlled by the white woman he chose to marry. Uh, maybe not because, oh, maybe he like loves her. Maybe they love each other. Maybe that they actually have a connection deeper than just politics. Maybe they actually have a relationship deeper than the, the common values and ideals that they have. Maybe that's just a component of the love that they have for each other. Maybe because we live in 2022, a woman can have political activities independent of her husband, which I thought was actually a feminist thing to believe. It was very pro-women empowerment and, and whatnot. But again, uh, apparently, Jenny Thomas just would just sit at home like, a, like a, just some housewife and not do anything uh, because her husband is in the public eye. And I don't say that to diminish housewives. Honestly, I think that housewives get way too much flack because... That's a job. That's a job. As someone who was raised in a household where my mother stayed at home, I've got to say that there was tremendous value in that. But I also believe that, again, it is 2022. If a woman wants to stay at home, that's a choice. If she wants to go out and do whatever she wants and be a political rock star, a political boss or whatever, then that is also a choice. And it's so interesting to me, again, the irony in all of this, the hypocrisy in all of this, like this could literally be like a two hour long episode if we just talked about the hypocrisy of the left. But to go back to that point, the people that talk about choice the most, the people that talk about the importance of choice, about how The Republicans are trying to rip away choice from women and all these things are telling Jenny Thomas that she doesn't have a choice to be her own woman because her husband is successful because her husband is on the Supreme Court. So Jenny Thomas must put her own opinions, her own beliefs, her own ideals, her own personal activities aside because how dare she be her own person? How dare she be her own person? And then Clarence Thomas is forced to have to answer for Jenny's own personal political views. And then you have people like Bette Minler, Betty Minler, whatever her name is. Guess I, I, I still don't know who this woman is. I, I don't know how she got so many retweets or followers on Twitter. People tell me that she was some actress, but it seems as if that was very much before my time um, because I have never seen a movie, never do I hope, to see a movie featuring this absolutely depraved and disgusting human being. Um, But she tweeted a a meme of of Justice Clarence Thomas, but it had like Jenny Thomas behind him, like pulling like his strings, like he was like, like Clarence Thomas was some puppet. Guys, Clarence Thomas is an Ivy League educated lawyer who has served on the federal bench for decades, who is the senior member of the Supreme Court, the longest serving member on the Supreme Court of the United States of America. No, no one controls that man. The only people that don't control that man that are mad they don't control that man are the liberals. It's why they attack him the way in which they do. It's why they defame him. It's why they slander him. And it's because he refuses, like me and like many other people that look like he and I, to buy into this warped, untrue narrative of victimhood. We don't need anyone to feel bad for us. We don't need anyone to hold our hands and push us across the finish line. We've got it. We're good. We're okay. And they hate that about him. Clarence Thomas doesn't go and kiss the ring he doesn't get on his knees and beg for Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer's or the liberal media's validation he does his job and he does it well and what is his job because the left seems to forget sometimes his job is not to rule based on what majority of Americans believe or may even think popular his job is not to rule the way in which certain political parties would like for him to rule his job is is to decide cases based on the Constitution of the United States of America. His job is to interpret the Constitution as it is written, not as he would like for it to be written, not as it would be, you know, just in his imagination, but as it is written. And he does a damn good job at it with every single opinion he issues. Every single opinion. Every single one. Every single one. Clarence Thomas does not miss. He is batting a thousand all day, every day. And our country is better because of him. And what's interesting to me is that it's funny to me that like Democrats don't like that he does that. Because I don't think they would really like what Clarence Thomas would be like if he probably interpreted the Constitution the way he wished it had been written. Because I think Clarence Thomas might go a little further. They're they're thinking it's bad now. I would, I would, you know, hey, they want to see what bad looks like in their eyes. Hey, maybe we should have Clarence Thomas, uh, have a little constitutional convention. Have him, have him be the drafter of the next. I I guarantee you that these folks think they're upset now. They would, they would rue the day. They would rue the day. They would try to burn down the country almost immediately. Um, if Clarence Thomas was able and, and allowed to do that. So, uh, let's just make that clear. Just it's just they hate him because it's just what's interesting to me is is the way in which they hate him because they can't control him and it's disgusting. It's disgusting. But let's move on, guys. So interesting news that I saw on Twitter today. So I follow Christina Pichal. I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. And she's the press secretary for Governor Ron DeSantis uh, down in Florida. And she is absolutely just a badass. Like, you think Kaylee McEnany is good? Uh, Christina's right out there with him, uh, with her. And, and and just absolutely just takes the liberal media to task. And she shared this interesting thing on Twitter, which I found to just be almost laughable. I was at dinner when I saw it. And I was just, like, literally, like, dying laughing at the dinner table because I was just, like, this – like. Like what is this man on? Like what is he smoking? Like it can't be legal. Like it, and like not even in California. Like I understand that they get a little willy nilly with the things they legalize over there, but I don't even think that something as strong as what this man must obviously be on is legal even in California. Uh, like it must be like it must be PCP. Like I, I like I don't know. I don't know. I don't know all the drugs. I don't do any of them. Um, but, you know, my, my health class teacher in high school taught me a few, a few of them, but. Um, beyond that, my, my range of expertise in this area is not the best. But what I will say, though, is Gavin Newsom is high. He is. And he's not just high. He's what they call high as hell. Because he is apparently doing some commercials down in Florida and the peoples and the people in the free state of Florida where he is targeting Floridians and saying that, Their freedoms are under attack in Florida and which is why they should come move to California where they can truly be free. California, where it's like, I think it was like years into the pandemic, like a year two into the pandemic and you were still wearing masks to go out to eat. There were still restrictions. There were still, you just showed your COVID vaccine card. Like that is apparently freedom in the eyes and in the words of Gavin Newsom. Uh, the same place where like people were literally getting arrested if they didn't comply with locking down their business and destroying their own livelihoods. There, pe- people were going to jail. People had to sue the government. The same state, guys, that is so apparently free, speaking of California here, where they shut down churches and took those churches to court if those churches tried to reopen. That is the free state of California that Gavin Newsom believes that people are going to leave Florida to flock to. Florida. Florida, a state with one of the strongest economies in the country in spite of the recession that Joe Biden is, is trying to cram down the throats of the American people. Florida, a place where they never shut down uh, during the pandemic, where they kept businesses open, they kept schools open. Where children weren't being forced to be masked, where kids aren't being taught that America is a irredeemably racist nation where you can just live free. He thinks that people are going to leave there to come live under the reign of Governor Gavin Newsom. And this is, and and now y'all get it. Now y'all know what I mean when I say this man must be high. Not just high. But again, high as hell. Like, who does he think that he's going to convince to leave Florida to go to California? Wow. Like, wow. Like, you have to, like, be, like, a a new wave of narcissists to believe your own hubris so much that, like, you don't even, like, chuckle or choke up when you're making that commercial. Like, how do you even take yourself seriously? Like, how? Like, there's a reason people are leaving places like California. There, there's a reason that people are leaving places uh, like New York City. And it's because of the fact that these places are just absolutely just anti-freedom. You know, a friend of mine, Benny Johnson, um, you know, often says that there is a, in this country, and COVID really exemplified it, that there were free states and there were the not free states. Uh, And it just so happened to be that it was the red states that were free. And then there are the blue states that felt a lot more like the People's Republic of China. And no one is willingly trying to live in the People's Republic of China. It's why we're Americans. It's why we live in America. It's why we love America. And that is simply that. Uh, And, you know, and and I reflected upon that on this weekend, on this 4th of July weekend, for a good reason. Because... Because freedom is so precious and is so easily lost. So easily lost. Like, you guys are like, the pandemic is not that far away. Uh, you know, they're like, the government was literally telling you that you shouldn't have cookouts. You shouldn't have family gatherings. That you shouldn't go to your family's homes and fellowship with one another because they believed that they had that much control over your life. They used fear as a mechanism to tell you how you could live and how you should live and how you would be allowed to live. They did that in the freest country in the world and far too many people said, okay. Far too many went along with it. Far too many were complacent to it. And eventually those people woke up. They were upset. They were mad. They said, you know, first you told me 10 days. Then you told me two weeks. Then you told me to flatten the curve. And then two years later, you're still telling me the same damn thing and I'm just supposed to keep believing you eventually those people woke up and that was important and it was critical and it was crucial because it's just like most things in life you don't realize how good you've got it until you don't have it anymore and people got real comfortable with this freedom thing they got real comfortable with this idea um, that you know that we we have all these freedoms we're never ever going to lose them so what is there to worry about right And they also got really comfortable during the Trump era when they didn't have to worry about the things that we're going through right now, Uh, like record high inflation, $5 average gas prices, empty grocery stores, a border that's crumbling. Like these are all the realities of America under the Biden regime. This is a man who has no idea how to run a country, much less even apparently ride a bicycle. Like, we have a man in the White House who cannot ride a bicycle. A bicycle. Unfortunately, running a country doesn't come with training wheels or a how-to manual. But you would think that as someone who served as vice president for eight years, that maybe he would have learned a little something, maybe from osmosis. But I guess the person he learned from was Barack Obama, so I guess we shouldn't be all too surprised. But nevertheless, I've got to say— and, and and you know I say this often, and and some people think I'm like saying this tongue in cheek or I'm just not uh, being facetious, but no, I'm not. I genuinely want President Biden to thrive and to be successful because I believe that that America succeeds when our leaders succeed, uh, and it pains me that he is so woefully incompetent that he has no idea how to anything, quite frankly um that it just seems as if it's a lost cause that right now it's like we're just in the game and we're trying to just run out the clock until we can finally get some relief until we can finally get to in the White House who knows what they're doing again who knows their name again who knows where they wake up in the morning again because does anyone really believe that Joe Biden is all there Does anyone actually really believe that the reason this man is going to Delaware Beach every single weekend is because he just needs some R&R? Like, what is he hiding from? What is he hiding from you? What is he hiding from me? What is he hiding from the American people? Every time he opens his mouth, it gives us every reason to believe that there is a lot for him to hive and every incentive for him to hide it. He has no idea. Not the slightest idea. And when he was vice president, you know, sure, it was a funny joke. Uncle Joe going up on stage saying things he probably shouldn't say in a way he probably shouldn't say it. But now he's the guy who's calling the shots. He's the guy that's the leader of the free world. He is the guy who is the face of this country. And for that reason, I am afraid. And people should be very afraid. But what people should also rest assured in knowing is that America is a strong nation, that America is an enduring nation, and that we will see this through. We will survive this as well, just like every other challenge has preceded him. And I have belief and confidence in that. I think that it was actually important for Joe Biden to get elected. You know, I say this often on the show. I've said it you know, in, in, uh, you know, and in, on in interviews and on you know Twitter and all these things, I, I say it to people, and and you know, in conversation, I think that America needed to go through some pain so that they could find the relief, so they knew what the treatment was. The treatment was not a president who was quote unquote more presidential, uh, not a president um who was a politician or anything like that, and the treatment wasn't liberal policies, and we see that today. Like we went through just years of absolute prosperity with President Trump at the steering wheel. And now we have seen almost the complete opposite because of this president, because he's just absolutely, again, woefully inept. He has no idea how to do this. No idea how to run the table. No idea how to actually get things done. And it's frightening. It is frightening. But thankfully, we will prevail. United States of America is the greatest country in the world, and that doesn't change based on who our president is. Uh, And there may be a lot of reasons to have little hope right now. There may be a lot of reasons to not necessarily know where we go from here. There are also a lot of reasons to be proud of being American. There are a lot of reasons to be proud of the fact that you really did hit the lottery when you were born in the greatest country in the world. Uh, I think about that. It doesn't matter how many times the Whoopi Goldbergs, doesn't matter how many times the Kamala Harris's or the Barack Obama's or whoever else tell me that I should not be proud to be an American. Those people can absolutely go see themselves out because I will never apologize for being proud to be here, to be a a part of the American story. And I still believe in the American dream. And those people believe in it because they've captured it. Like Barack Obama's story, you think that'd be possible anywhere but America? You think Kamala Harris's story would be possible anywhere but America? All these people so selfishly want to absolutely diss what they're already taking advantage of, what they've already taken advantage of. And I've got to say that that is absolutely just, it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. Because here's the deal. I get it. America, in our history, we've had to overcome some things. We've had to rise above some things. We had to learn from some things. But that's a part of life. It's a part of everything. It's a part of the human story. Nothing is perfect, but that is what makes America great. It's not the fact that we are a perfect nation, but we are a nation that is consistently and constantly pursuing the idea of becoming a more perfect union every single day. We may not get it right every time, and we have had our faults historically. Slavery, not the best thing. Segregation, I'm not too fond of that either for obvious reasons you can might imagine, <laughs> but we learned and we persevered, and that is what is also a part of our American story. Like, it, it, what's insane to me is that you have so many times in schools today where you're given every reason to hate America, every reason to be ashamed of our country, and all of that stuff, but you're oftentimes not given a reason to love this country. The same country that also has a past that includes slavery and segregation, also has a history that includes the work of people like Martin Luther King Jr. It also includes the work of folks like Susan B. Anthony who gave women the right to vote. Uh, it also includes the stories of people like uh, Steve Jobs and, and, and the Barack Obamas and the Donald Trumps and the people um, that came from destitute circumstances, um, and, and just rose above to achieve great and incredible and amazing things. Those stories matter, they're relevant, and they're just as important as the so-called quote-unquote bad things America did. We have fought for freedom not only here in our own country but abroad. We've been a beacon of freedom and liberty uh, throughout the entire world. There is not a country that doesn't wish that they were us. And there never will not be a country that is constantly trying to become us because we are that country. We are. We are the greatest nation in the world. Greatest nation in the world. And so I am happy. I am happy. While I will be happier on January, what was it, 22nd, 2025, when we have outlived this nightmare that is the Biden presidency, I am still not going to allow that helpless man to steal my joy on this weekend. Because all of these people that talk all this mess about America all year long, you know what they're doing? They're wearing their red, white, and blue right now. They're grilling out. They're on the boat. They're probably not listening to the courtesy of the red, white, and blue, but they should. And maybe if they did, they'd love this country a little bit more. But guess what? They're taking advantage of the same freedom that they so apparently despise. The same liberties they claim not to enjoy. And they're celebrating the very country that they want you to believe Always is trying to keep them down. What does that tell you? What does that mean? Well, maybe it means that America isn't as bad as they say. Or maybe it means that they don't actually even believe that America is or was ever really that bad. Maybe they do it for retweets. Maybe they do it because it helps them, I don't know, explain away their own shortcomings and failures because I guess it's always, it always is easier to blame someone else. We've all done it. We've all blamed other people when we know the buck should stop with us. It happens. It's a human, just, it's part of human nature. Like accountability is scary. It is. Because once you have to say, yeah, like I'm responsible for this situation or how this happened. Yeah. Like that's an indictment upon yourself. That's conviction. Um, and that scares people. But maybe instead of looking at for faults in the American story and why you're not, why you didn't get that job, or that promotion or why you're not this and why you're not that, maybe look at what you could have done and how you can do it better. Like I'm 19 years old and, I, and, and it's, it's incredible to me at times to look at people who are like 30 or 35 or like three or four times my age still making excuses and trying to blame America for the work they didn't do. No, you did not get that job because you were this or because you were that. You didn't get that job because you didn't work for it. You didn't do the work to get it. But this is a nation of second chances and redemption because this is America. So it's never too late to come around on the other side. Thank you guys so much. And I'll see you guys next week.